For me, this is Afrobeat Woman. I'm joined by Nyashankwa. My name is Shiva Kamisri. So this is where we get to delve in into relevant black culture updates. This goes without saying, but I intend on emphasizing the beauty of my heritage and to be critical on current events. As much as this is a predominantly entertaining and insightful show highlighting African talents, I'm not oblivious to the current events and how they shape the world we live in today. Each day we are reminded how much alike we are as a human race. Social media has made this abundantly clear and COVID-19 has magnified this. Today's topic of discussion is no different. On this segment of our perspective, I'm joined by Nya Shankwa and kindly introduce yourself by sharing three things that drive you as a woman today. Thank you so much, Shiva, for having me today. I'm so excited and happy to be here and I'm hoping for more constructive discussion where I can contribute in, to some of the perspectives and some of the things to do with our African culture. Three things that drive me, okay? I think um, one thing that drives me is that being in a position that you know enables me to contribute into positive change, especially in highlighting issues with the harmful cultural practices our women and girls in Africa go through uh, with focus on South Sudan. Um, Another thing that drives me also is um, my love for the work that I do and my passion. Um, this work that I'm doing, I'm doing it because I like it, because I love it, because I'm passionate about it, and because that I know it is something that uh, can contribute into a positive change. And because I'm passionate about it, I do it with all, you know, what I have, and I think it's one of the things that uh, drives me to do uh, more. Um, the third thing is being a woman, being born a woman. You know, it drives me to, you know, do better things, especially for women and girls, because I know being a woman is a gift. However much, not so many people appreciate that or value that, but to me, it is one of the things, like, it is it is being who I am, you know, and being proud of my gender. Yeah. Nice. Thank you so much for sharing that. So today's discussion, we're going to be talking about women supporting women or lack thereof, where we're respectively from East Africa and our respective fields in entertainment and in the field of diplomacy where you work. Um, so I'm going to quote a tweet that I found that was so intriguing to me. And I've uh, witnessed this in the diplomatic field in that I, I have actually interned at African Union. And before I even got in, it was a mess. But I'm going to uh, quote this from Nyachok. So it says, have you ever been to a high level, high level spaces where some women leaders take ownership over their spaces and make you feel not welcome? I was there and it hurts when it comes from a sister. 
If you want to know one of the reasons hindering the implementation of 35%, we need to talk. We do need to talk about the lack of support that um, I know is in your field. So would you like to elaborate on this tweet? Oh, yes, sure. Um, what made me write about this tweet is I have been part of uh, an event, a high-level event, where like the student peace agreement was being signed and like I was invited by a friend to be part of a high level after party for signing of the peace agreement and I didn't plan to be there but when my friend was like I want you to come and join and I was like okay I I would love to be there and what happened is I arrived before my friend and since she's the one who invited me she was supposed to be the one like arranging where I'm supposed to sit and something like that. But when I arrived before her, I saw these familiar faces of people that I know uh, very much, like I know very well. And I was like, hey, why can't I just sit with these people as I wait for my friend and then maybe when she comes, she can arrange for me and go and sit where she you know she had planned and when I went to sit with them I came say hi to them and I was like can I have a seat because I saw like within the around there are some seats that were empty and when I asked them if I can have a seat some of them literally put their bags on the other seats and they told me no um, these seats are fully occupied take care so Okay, I felt bad um, knowing that, okay, these are some people that I know. I might not be part of this space, but I happen to be there. And immediately, there are some other women who are in the next table, and they offered me a place, and they were like, please come and sit with us. And it was an emotional moment for me. And when my friend came, she called me and she's like, where are you seated? And I told her she sent one of the four officers to come and take me where I'm supposed to be sitting. And where I sat was actually, you know, it was a reserved VIP location. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it was a higher seat or a higher space more than where they were sitting because I left them behind. And I'm sure at some point they felt bad. Yeah. Why did they turn me down or something like that? And you know what made me feel bad? It's not because that I went through that myself because I was just imagining someone who's new to these spaces mm -hmm. and who, like a woman, you always feel comfortable, you know, in a space where other fellow women are sitting because you feel that that is that might be your safe space and that is the space where you would feel like some people will understand you and the first thing as a woman you run into a space where there are women to sit there and also looking at that there are some there are women who are in power that's why they're there and maybe they are well familiar with the space you know so I felt like it was important for them to just show kindness and to show support of other young women who are new in those spaces because 
to work as ambassadors representing all the women, not a specific women. And I felt like however much as women in South Sudan or women in Africa in general, all in the world in the general, we are fighting to be recognized, we are fighting for spaces, but we are still not making it easy mm -hmm. for other women to join these spaces. And sometimes as women, we feel like we have ownership over these spaces mm -hmm. and we don't want to allow other fellow women to come. It has to always be us. That's why in most spaces in the African continent, you would see that we are having the same women in power being recycled. Mm -hmm. There are no new faces, the same faces. And if you ask yourself why, sometimes I don't blame the men for that. But mm -hmm. these women, they are in a position of power to say that we want more women. We want new faces. We want people who can come and also work for change with us. And by the end of the day, you see that our quarter is not yet full. Mm -hmm. Like here in South Sudan, based on the 35 affirmative action plan, we supposed the women are supposed to have 35%, but the, this quarter is not yet full. Like we have in governance, we have 26% women uh, in ministerial positions. We have 10% as deputy minister and 1% as governance represented so far. So we are still behind, and however much we are trying to fight for this quote, and we are trying to have equal participation in governance, we also need to, to collectively work as women to support each other in order for us to realize this goal. And that's why I had to like tweet about it, because mm -hmm. it really made me just reflect and think that, like, it's so important for us to support each other in different spaces mm -hmm. as women before we ask men, you know, to give us the opportunities or before we grab what is ours. Our unity matters, you know, and mm -hmm. it plays a fundamental role in us taking what is ours. Mm -hmm. I usually see people tweeting, you know, hashtagging women should support women, women supporting women. But it seems like in reality, it's not even the case. What does women supporting women look like in your opinion? So to me, uh, women supporting women, it's more about you being in a space where you feel that you are in a safe space. Mm -hmm. um, of you being in a position knowing that my sister got my back mm -hmm. in, in form of so many different ways. Um, for me personally, it has worked for me in form of, I have other women within my circle who recommends me for opportunities that I'm not even aware about. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to make it in life, you cannot make it by yourself. You need to be supported by other people. Mm -hmm. And this group of women, um, group of feminist women, they are so supportive of me to the extent when I am stuck somewhere, I know that I can always give them a call and they will always come through for me. Mm. And it is kind of coincident because yesterday when we had, you know, this birthday celebration of yeah. mine, yeah. Um, it was kind of me celebrating the circle of supportive women, supportive people who are close to me. Yeah. And it was so emotional. Uh, but to me, I felt it was so important because I turned one year older. 
And within this year, there are so many good things that happened to me. And one of these things is being part of supportive system, supportive sisterhood. And I have to celebrate them because they inspired me in one way or another. Yeah. And they supported me in one way or another. And I felt like it is so important to celebrate the things that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. For sure, we have these circles. We have circles of women who support other women and if you see some women who made it far they did not make it far because of only that they can do it by themselves mm-hmm. but because they have been part of these networks of supportive friends supportive co-workers supportive women from different parts you know mm-hmm. and to me it has worked for me personally in so many different ways even mm-hmm. some of these opportunities that you see that i got today mm-hmm. i could have not gotten it without the support of these powerful women in my life yeah. and definitely i know the importance of having supportive circle of or supportive women around you and it is something that everyone needs to uh, everyone needs and the weird part is these women that i know they don't only support me because i know them mm-hmm. but some of them support other women because they are women some mm-hmm. of them mentor and support other young girls because they are girls and because they are women and because they are passionate about fighting for women rights they are leading by example mm-hmm. and they are supporting you know as much women as they can support or as much women and girls that they can and this is one of the things that i thank god for all women around the world could get such a supporting system because it can really make a difference Yes. And on the topic of women and development, basically, because that is the foundation of, of development, supporting each other to fundamentally change our society and uh, develop Africa. Um, you also tweeted about basically the marketing of pain that we know of that is done all over Africa. And by, you know, meaning well organizations but it's done over and over and it's really been more of a hindrance than anything even when i was support i was uh researching on women supporting women marketing in the u.s is different when it comes to women supporting women than marketing in africa when it comes to women supporting women it comes in forms of literal support groups. It comes in forms of organizations that uplift women and girls in terms of giving them PDF documents, in terms of showing them confidence, giving them you know, book clubs to join so that they can you know, be more confident because there's you know, the higher rates of boys, boy, the boy child getting more opportunities as opposed to the girl child and so when i was uh when i looked further onto the idea of women supporting women in africa the few organizations that are there that i felt that were marketing women quite well was um the organization she leads africa it's a bit more of an educational platform they deal in careers programs business advice things like that so in your opinion what do you feel that these meaning well organizations can learn from the actual African women that are supporting women 
to their organizations in terms of marketing, not necessarily our pain, but the need for development and supporting women. Um, to me, I think when I saw that WFP picture of mm. a woman, you know, and if I could recall what was written there is, this is how hunger looks like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, or this is something, something around how a hungry face looks like or a suffering looks like, please Correct. donate. I feel like a South African woman and who is, you know, fighting for women's rights, I feel like our suffering as Africans have been used for very long, you know, as a way of fundraising. Um, always it's a woman suffering, always it's a woman face crying or a black woman hungry. And to me, I think it's not okay. Um, it's not okay for our faces as Africans to be used to, to, you know, to show suffering and to fundraise and get more money. And especially as the women, because this is literally trying to hide or cover, you know, the efforts that we do to make sure that everything is okay within our household, you know? And to me, I think even if our suffering as Africans is being used as a face for fundraising, mm -hmm. let us take ownership over that suffering in forms of, it's important for us to have our consent taken and our acceptance mm -hmm. of these pictures are going to be used for one, two, three, before these pictures go, viral online and it also shows that as africans we need to show that our pictures can be used for success our pictures can be used for positive stories our pictures can be used for better things not only you know to show how we are suffering and before it is the responsibility of other people let it be our collective responsibility as Africans to make sure that we are fighting for the protection of these suffering women, you know, for their faces not to be used. Let us make sure that we are supporting these women. Let us make sure that we are providing something to them, you know, something that can prevent their pictures, you know, to, from being used like that. Mm -hmm. And I would say that Africa is wealthy. We have a lot of wealth we have resources, we have, we have things, you know, but the way our suffering is more than, than the, the things that we have, it shows that there is a weakness somewhere and it's high time for our African leaders to come together and prioritize the need of African nations and African people. Because by the end of the day, to be honest is, whoever is trying to use our picture, let's say these international NGOs, even if they have interest, let us not deny that they are supporting us and they're supporting these women who are suffering. And the question is, what are we doing about it? Because you don't expect help where you do something to show that I'm doing something to get out of this position, but I need help. 
And once you get that help, you make sure that you don't get back to that same level. Maybe this is what these organizations are trying to do to support us, but they cannot be supporting us forever. We need to have a plan. We need to have uh, a collective, you know, um, collective thinking on how we can get out of this. I see so many African organizations are coming up that we want to support women. We are doing this, we are protecting women, but it looks like there is still need of a lot of support to happen. And just to look at that before using the faces of African women showing that they're suffering, we need to also support these African organizations and channel this funding of support through African organizations to make sure that they are delivering this support because the African people, they know what affects them more than any other person. And they would definitely be the best people who can address their own issues. So if really there is a genuine help that is coming or a genuine support, it should come through African, uh, you know, well-built organizations, African institutions that, you know, can channel this kind of support to the grassroots years, that by the end of the day, you can get from what you are offering us. And definitely it needs someone who is well aware about their environment to provide support to their people. And just to say that I wasn't happy with what the WFP has put. Mm. And as women, we are resilient, and especially African women. There are so many things that we did, and we have contributed in our communities, whether through the liberating of our countries, whether through being part of peace processes, whether by being mediators, whether by doing different things to make sure that our families are protected and they have their daily needs. As African women, we go extra mile to make sure that we are providing and making sure that we are okay and our families are okay. And we deserve more than this. We deserve better. We deserve our pictures to be used as a success, success stories, but not to be used as a form, as a form of showing suffering and showing how helpless we are. That's true. That's really well said. Um, honestly, would you would you happen to know off the top of your head any organization or a uh, creative industry that people can support mainly online just because of the times that we're in that you can share with me perhaps after this interview? so that people can uh, follow and support? Yes, sure. There are so many organizations worldwide being led by women, being led by Africans. I can share with you maybe some of these names oh. after our interview. And our organization also, also is one of the organizations that is working with women to make sure that women are protected. Mm -hmm. to disseminate the messages around the Women, Peace and Security Agenda and the UN Security Council Resolutions at June 25 on Women, Peace and Security. And we have been working in this field, I think, for the past seven years. Yeah. And as a result, now we have uh, women who can claim their spaces, women who can come out, survivors of sexual gender-based violence, who can rise beyond the norms, the cultures, the harmful traditions and say that, you know what, 
I was raped and it was not my fault and I seek justice and I should not get married or I should not be married off to my perpetrator because it wasn't my mistake that I got raped. We have women now who knows that they have fundamental human rights because some of these human rights um, laws were translated into the local languages for people at the grassroots to know that they are humans and they have human rights. And as a result, now they are claiming their spaces where the women are saying, okay, my girl child deserves an education the same way as my boy child. So there is no way where you can take my boy child to school and marry my girl child off to use her dowries or bride price you know, to cater the need of her brother because by the end of the day, they deserve equal opportunity. We have women who are coming out and saying, you know what the law is saying, that at least in the traditional court of South Sudan or the customary law of South Sudan, there should be three women sitting in this traditional court. And we want to claim this space. We need the space of these three women. And now we have women who are sitting in this traditional court. And mm -hmm. as a result, women are coming out because they feel like there are women who can understand them and who can be supportive of them. Survivors of sexual gender-based violence are saying they are seeing women in these courts and we feel like justice is going to prevail because we have women who will work for our interests and for that we are coming out and we are seeking justice. We have women now who are coming out to say, you know what, we can share spaces with men we can speak what we feel like and you have to take it because we deserve to be treated as human beings with equal rights. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think these are some of the success stories that we should sharing, you know, about the impact of some of African NGOs that are working to elevate the voices of women and making sure that women are claiming their spaces. So I feel like there are so many people in South Sudan, in Africa in general, in East Africa, West Africa, Southern Africa, who have been working and fighting for human rights. And also not to mention that there are young women who have taken it upon themselves to be creative with ideas, with or without funding or support, they are making a difference. And these are people that we need to celebrate every now and then. And when I see a list of people being celebrated, being awarded, I always feel like these young women, young men, they need also to be awarded and celebrated because these are people who are literally doing something out of nothing, you know, and they are making a difference. And for that, after this interview, definitely I'm going to share with you some of the names that I came across and some of the people that I know that they have supported, you know, women in Africa. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm very excited for you to share with me uh, people that we can highlight. I'll also share with other people that have bigger platforms than I do to make sure that we're continuously highlighting the positives of African women and Africa in general and the development, but also making sure that we're critical where we need to be. So thank you so much for this interview. I look forward to continuously having really good discussions like that to elevate um, our respective countries and the continent in general. So my name is Shiva Kamisri, and this has been the Afrobeat Women podcast. And I've been joined by my guest, Nia Changwa. Thank you so much for joining me. This has to be a continuous conversation because these type of messages must continue to be heard 
by people that have way bigger problems than we have and to make sure that they understand that we as African women we will not stand for anything less because we might, must reclaim our spaces. And thank you so much for having me. I feel honored to be part of this. And I'm looking forward also to more young African women to be, you know, part of this. And let us make it bigger than this. Let us make noise. Let us get the attention of everyone who is interested in elevating the African gender, you know, the African agenda and bringing, you know, uh, different skills, different ideas, perspectives into this program. And I'm happy and I'm so glad that you have, you know, invited me to be part of this discussion and part of this interview and I'm looking forward to more more interviews.